0: I'm here with Mike Walker. Mike, uh, we coached together in Skowhegan back in the late '70s, early '80s. Since that time, uh, my understanding, you told me you've been doing the PA announcing at the games for 32 years. This is a true assumption on your part. 32 wow. years. 32 years. I got to be honest. What what draws you back to continue to do it?
1: Well, when we when we when you left and we, my kids were born, um, you know, I got out of coaching and. Um, I was doing some radio, and then what happened there with TOS, it was sold to one of those big conglomerates, and they went in-house, so-called, and so uh, I was, you know, I was here, and I was uh, actually doing a second job, you know, besides teaching in real estate, and um, I honestly don't even know who was doing the PA at that time, but they didn't have anybody, and they said, you know, would you consider doing it? So I think it was Tom Farrell had come to me, so um, I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it, so I did it that year one, and I think it was 1986, or 87, and uh, the rest is history, I, th- I said, I'll do it keep doing it and uh, I've really enjoyed it especially when I was teaching it was great to see the kids in the hallway you know as they're passing by we talk about that they enjoyed you know hearing my voice and uh, I don't know why that is but but we it was just fun that whole camaraderie and and I love the game of football anyway you know it's from when we coached and uh, seeing the kids compete and you know you have down years and up years but uh, you know you see some great kids and great athletes but you you always appreciate the fact that they work hard uh, and they put themselves on the line week after week
0: any particular highlights you can think of you say wow i remember such such a year that when i was doing the pa announcing that it was Unbelievable! Every yeah,
1: we, we've had some. We've had some. Yeah, great. I mean, I mean back to that uh, that 89-90 team. You know, Chris Jarvis, quarterback. Doug McEwen was running back. They had, they were really, really loaded. Um, you know, they some of the games here were just fantastic. I that year, I remember uh, playing Waterville. Jabber was a quarterback for Waterville. Very good athlete. Uh, they weren't as deep as we were, but I think it was one of those games when uh, it was like fourth down, and I remember we needed. Uh, it was late in the game. We needed a. First down I think Doug McEwen got it by about two inches. Uh, We went on to score and I believe we beat them like 14-13, 13-12, something like that, but it was a very close game. Big game because we were undefeated going into the playoffs that year Um, and we had some big games in one of those years too during those great years. We hadn't beaten Mount Blue for a long time, and uh, we played them here, and I think we won like 35 nothing. and Ray called well, something said said, they should have carried us in body bags. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, was, it was just a great game. I, we had some really good teams, and we also, uh, when my son was playing, uh, also was undefeated, uh, and we played in every little team in the regular season, and we beat them 13-7. But, you know, and I know nowadays they talk about, you know, hitting and this and that, but I'm telling you, that night was like Rams hitting together. It was a crisp night. Uh, it was incredible football. I mean, just they were a tough, tough defensive team. We were a tough team, uh, and ironically, they ended up beating us in the playoff here. I think it was like 20 to 14. So, uh, in one way, they got revenge. But uh, it was just a we had a tremendous team, great kids, and uh, you know, so you have those ups and downs too. But we, you know, you see you see some great games, and you also on the other end sometimes too. So you've seen it all. I
0: remember speaking of Mount Boo, One of the best stories for you and I, Joe Penley was the freshman coach, and he's old school. And uh, so we played Mount Boo, We beat him here. I think it was I think it was 19 to nothing, something like that. And uh, you went out and got uh, up in the soda machine, opened it up, and got sodas for the coaches from the other team. And we're they're friends of ours. Tommy Ward and those guys. We we were friends. Caldwell. So you bring the box of sodas in, hand them out to our guys and then you still got some left and Joe Penley says, What what are those for? And you said, Well these are these are for Mount Bull. He goes, What? We we can't give sodas to mabu they're the enemy. We said, Joe, those guys were our friends when we're not on the field. He kept oh my god, he was shaking his head. He he just couldn't
1: Yeah. We thought we were old school. He was old school. Yeah, he yeah. Was really yeah. old school. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, and that's one thing uh, you mentioned, too, that I, I really enjoyed about football is that, you know, you would work hard. And in that league at the time, we had just tremendous coaches. You know, you had Ray Caldwell, John Wolfgram, Pete Cooper, uh, Tank Violet. And, you know, week after week, whether they were down or we were down, uh, you know, it was just very competitive battles, uh, some great games. And, you know, when we went to those clinics, you're right, we did get together. Uh, enjoyed each other's company, but uh, and so for Joe, it was like, no, those guys are the enemy. <laughs> well, we went over
0: to Tommy Ward's for a lobster cookout one yeah. time in the summer. I remember one of the things that really intrigues me about the game uh, on Friday night, uh, brunswick uh in the 78 uh, team that won the state championship, we were rolling along, and we went down there to play a team from Brunswick that now, they weren't very highly regarded. We had seen them on film and knew, boy, they were big and... And whatever. And you wanna talk about some of the best hitting ever. If Roy Peart doesn't run a punt back, I don't know how many yards, seventy yeah. yards, we went fourteen nothing, but it was really close. It was and if you
1: remember their interior line that we call that T N T, the tackled nose guard averaged like two hundred yeah. and seventy nine pounds. But they those were, days yeah. that that was huge. That was huge. And uh but they that was a that was a great game. I just remember, you know, the the steam rising off the bodies you know it was a crisp night yeah. and again as you said you know you're here you say the cracking and of course nowadays you say that and you think oh that sounds terrible but you know the game of football it was just it's good hard hitting exactly it was physical but it was uh it was a very very intense game and uh you know we did come out on top
0: i remember that year uh joey clark uh we were doing the walk and talk putting in our offense and we're talking about blocking on the corner tight end and and tackle with the double team and he raised his hand. We all look at him like, What? There's a question? We haven't even got the whole play in yet. He goes, Coach, what if I don't want help on the taco? You know, we, we said, w- What? It's a double team. He goes, I don't think I need a double team. <laughs> you know, and remember, the biggest he ever was at Skowhegan was 195 pounds. Even to us, he seemed big, but I mean, he's small compared to some of those teams he played. So, the deal we made was, well, let's try it. If you find in a game that you can handle a guy, and, you, and by handle him, I mean block him whichever direction he wants to go. Just maintain contact with him. <laughs> Once we found out early in the game that we could do that, and then we could release the tight end to go after a safety or somebody else, I'm telling you what, our offense exploded yep. after that.
1: And he also went on to Maine Maritime became All-American. <laughs> All-American.
0: He knew what he was talking yeah, about. He was good, a
1: good football player.
0: Fortunately, he was a little smarter than us because yeah. we were going to make him double-team every time. Yeah, I— uh, I talked at, uh, thinking back about it at, at Mike Haley's service about, um, uh, coaching when you're, you're a spouse of a coach or a family of a coach, it's complicated because there's a passion and the, and it consumes you. I can remember Chris saying to me the first year we were married, put a pad of paper next to the nightstand, because when you're trying to figure out a to stop Mount Blue, you'll be able to get up and write it down, you know, and then get done with it. And, uh. You miss those days, you know, I have you missed it? I mean, this is kind of that in-between. It's like I feel about broadcasting. I get to go to the games. But I don't have to practice every day. Yeah,
1: I think what, what you do is, I mean, honestly, by doing the game that really kept me kind of involved with football. Um, as you mentioned, you know, the that passion, I really put that in my teaching. Um, and, you know, having kids, and they were very involved in sports, uh, it really, I, I couldn't have done it any other way, I don't think. Uh, you know, Jared was a football player, so I certainly would have, um, you know, been with him. But my son played soccer and it was a really good goalie, too. So, you know, at one time, they're going different directions and um you know i, I think uh, it, for me the passion stayed um by doing these games but also in coaching i mean excuse me in teaching uh at the, at the school too and so it was really kind of that's been, been the happy medium that's why i have to continue to do this because it's just really fun to come out here on friday night and you know see the kids compete well i said when josh was born
0: uh <clears throat> that next year was my last year. He, he worked a hot dog stand with my wife on a backpack, you know, in her, in her back. And uh, after that, I stopped coaching, went on the, the principal ship and whatever, and my wife stopped coaching.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I admire these guys. I mean, you do see some coaches who are there. In fact, uh, my former roommate, uh, we, we were with him at the main game last week, Bob Sinclair from Orono. Uh, You know, he's been doing it 37 years, you know. And, uh, you know, it does take, you know, that special pre- pe- person who stays in it. John Wolfgram was in it for years. Uh, you know, Pete Cooper. And, you know, there there are people who do dedicate their lives. And, you know, I think sometimes you, you have to choose. And I, I remember when we were coaching, that happened to me after you had left. I was a freshman coach and uh one week i went home every single night i left in the morning my son was you know in his crib i came home he was still in his crib you know so he had gone to bed so yeah. you know i didn't see him for a whole week and i said you know i just uh i i want to see them grow up and uh yeah. so so that was the difference for me but again yeah.
0: this same with me that was the reason i got yeah. done really I well i wanted to try some other things but i just knew i couldn't do what i the way i wanted to do it and for me And like you say, a lot of people do it, and they're really good at it. I didn't think I was going to be good at doing both. Well, listen, I appreciate it. We'll be here Friday night. I'll give you a big handshake uh, then, and hope, uh, Scott, we're going to have a great game.
1: Well, we'll come suit it up and go play.
0: Ready to go. All right, take care. Thank you.